it's clearly what is on your iPhone is now on other bits of the of the world, not just your iPhone. <laughs> yeah, it's like what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone, and then there's a little star, and then at the bottom of the page, there's another little star, and it says, unless, and then a list of things, and at the moment, that list only has one thing in it, and maybe it will always only have one thing in it. But before, there wasn't a star, <laughs> and now there is. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Bad Voltage, Season 3, Episode 34. I hope you're all safe and well wherever you may be. There's only two of us today, aren't there, Mr. Langley? It's just you and I. The uh, little one's gone for to this week. Yes, um, um, uh, Jeremy couldn't make it this week, uh, unfortunately, so you just get the two of us, so it's two-thirds as good as normal, but we'll attempt to make up for it. <laughs> Um, what's actually what's what's actually happening is that there's a massive schism as has developed in the bad voltage team and i just don't want to be anywhere near jeremy and uh we're just not going to spend time together ever again so that's the plan (laughs) well Uh, we hate him don't we don't we hate him uh, first of all no secondly (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this is a very unlikely thing to happen anyway and literally everyone (laughs) listening to the show already knows this so <laughs> yes we 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 will miss him he's a great guy but he uh had a work conflict that he had to deal with so what are we going to talk about today well um first of all um i would like to talk about apple um since apple have come right. up um quite a bit uh recently especially after your as far as i can tell wholesale shift to um moving your house inside the reality distortion field and <laughs> but more importantly Apple has come up for a discussion in places other than Bad Voltage, startlingly enough, because they've decided to do an interesting thing, which has excited a certain amount of comment. So I All thought, right. So I thought we'd in. talk about What it. is the interesting thing? And then we will probably comment excitedly about it. Yes. So the interesting thing that Apple are now doing, um, which they were not before, is they are having iPhones scan photos to look for child pornography so uh, child sexual abuse material csam is the term of art here um okay but they're doing that scanning on the iphone itself on images that you've elected to upload to icloud now pretty much everybody who stores photos in the cloud does this storage does this scanning in the cloud Right. If you upload, right. if you upload your photos to pretty much any photo storage service, um, a big one, they will do scanning for, um, child sexual abuse material in those photos based on a series of hashes they get from, um, various government agencies. Um, and iCloud is no exception to that. What Apple have done is they've decided to do that scanning on the device, on your phone, before it uploads. And a lot of people have a problem with this. <laughs> right. Now, hang on. This Isn't there two pieces to this? Ah, yes. Right. Isn't there? W- w- one is... So, 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 let, so let me, um, let me clarify. There are, there are two bits, but we're pretty much only going to talk about one, but the two of them are sort of dovetailed yeah. and they're part of the same initiative by Apple. So one of them is that, um, they are 
going to be scanning your iCloud photos or your photos destined for iCloud on your iPhone to see if you have 30 or more images of known child sexual abuse material in in amongst your iCloud photos. Separately right. to that, in messages, in the iMessage app, um, they're looking for explicit imagery sent to or sent from minors. Now, the distinction between those two is the uh, scanning for CSAM, scanning for child porn, is mm. being done based on a set of hashes they are given um, rather than one they've derived. Okay? Right. So there's a basic, yep. there's basically a big database of uh, hashes of child porn imagery, and Apple are going to be scanning the photos for that on the device. The stuff that they're doing in iMessage is much more machine learning based. They're attempting to detect when children are sending uh, porn images to someone else, or when they're receiving porn images from someone else and blowing those images out and saying, "Are you sure you want to send this?" Popping up things, so on and so forth. That's right. much more adaptive. It's much more machine learning based, obviously, because if you're attempting to stop a child from sending child porn images, they're not going to be sending a child porn image that they got from somewhere else. The thing we're trying right. to stop here is a kid sending images of themselves because they've been induced to do so. A kid taking a dick pic and sending this to someone is trying to say, do you really want to make this decision? Yeah. Right. Pre- right. Uh, pretty much no one has a big problem with that. Um, that seems like a decent thing for apple to do yes the, yeah the, the machine learning on the device stuff but importantly what that's what that's doing is it's detecting when something's going on and saying to you are you sure you want to do this it's all, it's all on device handling now there is an extra wrinkle to this which is that um, there's the option to have it inform a parent that, or a guardian that this is going on inside right. inside iMessage and there are some people who have a little bit of a problem with that um and it's that issue of communicating to someone else that things are happening that is kind of at the core of this i think for for both cases one one just before we get into the broader question here just talking about this feature that will detect if a if a kid is trying to send a nude picture to somebody else right yeah i'm both surprised and not surprised that um the outcome of this is to notify the owner of the device, the kid in question, or potentially the parents, and that there isn't more of a legal angle to this. Like, if you're a 13-year-old girl, and you take a naked picture of yourself, and you send it to somebody, in all possible contexts, that's illegal. Yeah. Right? It's it's not only unethical, it's, 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 it's an illegal act, right? Now, I'm not suggesting that a 13-year-old girl would be prosecuted, of course, but... Um, we don't know if she's sending that to an adult male um, or whether she's just sending it to another 13-year-old kid. But in all scenarios, even if she's sending it to another 13-year-old, let's say another 13-year-old kid, a boy or a girl, there's a legal angle to this. It's still child pornography, right? And I'm kind of surprised that there isn't this broader thing of like, I want to get into what happens when they detect porn in your um, in your iCloud. But I'm kind of surprised that there isn't more of a legal response to that. Well, um. I am not a lawyer, uh, and this is not legal commentary, and this stuff varies from country to country. Right. So exactly how it should be handled will vary wildly. And to be clear, the way it works, as I understand it, and um, so I'm quoting from Zedina here, right? Um, right. Uh, they say, when, we, when receiving this type of content, so we're talking here about the stuff that's happening in iMessage. 
right? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so if you're a child and you receive a sexually explicit photo, and this is not child pornography, this is any kind of pornography. Anything. Um, right. uh, as I understand it, sexually explicit content of any kind being sent to a child in iMessage, um, Zadina say, um, or oh, Zadina are quoting Apple as saying, when receiving this type of content, the photo will be blurred and the child will be warned, presented with helpful resources and reassured it is okay if they do not want to view this photo. As an additional precaution, the child can also be told that to make sure they are safe, their parents will get a message if they do view it. Now, they don't say there what determines whether the child will be told that their parents will get a message if they do view it. And I'm assuming that somewhere your parents flip a switch for, yeah, we want to be told if this happens or no, we don't. Similarly... Um, Apple go on to say similar protections are available if a child attempts to send sexually explicit photos. The child will be warned before the photo is sent and the parents can receive a message if the child chooses to send it. Right. But again, that's obviously on device machine learning. It's attempting to detect new, unique, sexually explicit photography. Um, that is a difficult process and is fraught with problems. But yes. importantly, that seems to be to be a very local solution. It's mostly on device. And even if it is informing someone, it's informing your parents. It's not informing the government. Yes. Right? It's not informing Apple. It might be it might go through Apple's servers or whatever, but the intention of this is it's basically the thing which is solved either on your device or in your house at least. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah, that, exactly. And that to me feels like um, if you're going to attempt to deal with this situation at all, and that seems like a reasonable thing to do, this seems like a reasonable approach to take. And I've seen very little in the way of people complaining about that aspect of Apple's announcement. It's all, it's all about the iCloud photo stuff. It seems like a good thing, right? Like, especially if you've got, as an example, a young girl who her boyfriend says, Hey, send me a picture of you naked, right? And yes. today, if she was to do that, then she would send it. She might not realize the implications of her actions that he might end up, for example, being an arsehole and sharing it with his friends. And then she feels humiliated and all the potential negative connotations or negative things that can kick off there. So having some means of the device helping someone to really make sure that they want to make that decision in sending to me makes absolute sense and, and in yes. receiving as well. Like, uh, I still, the thing that is a little odd to me is if you're under the, if you're a kid, any kind of porn being received on your phone, I'm not sure if just blurring it and potentially your parents being notified of it. I'm not sure about that. I just, frankly, I think it should be blocked. <laughs> like, I don't want my, I don't want my kiddo getting, uh, getting. Well, part of the reason for this, and again, don't want to go into this too far, but any yeah. machine learning technology is inherently, um, likely to have failures and sure um and if you go too far into attempting to block kids access to pornography without any kind of appeal procedure then what actually ends up happening in practice is you end up finding a bunch of 15 year old kids who aren't sure about their sexuality who want to go and research this stuff online and find out that it's all blocked from them because the yeah. because, because either the bot that makes the block list um, picked up a bunch of words like homosexual and thought this is maybe pornography or worse the people 
who build the block list are attempting to use it to enforce their own view of morality, right? And Yes, of course, yeah. Uh, and yeah. so some kind of relatively poor... And again, there's a whole bunch of, being a bit more sex positive about this, suggestions that just saying all pornography is bad for everybody at all times is not necessarily a good thing either. And the idea of crossing yep. some kind of bright line when you get to 16 or 17 or 18 and now suddenly it's all okay is all a bit weird. So the idea of attempting yep. to enforce um, hard truths on this is a difficult and complicated area. And so I think yes. I, I, I think tying this into this is optional, but it may inform your parents. We're going to warn you about it. Go ahead and do it anyway. If that's what you want to do. But yeah. there's some sense that this is wrong, or it's oh, my iPhone told me I didn't have to view this, and that was okay. You know, maybe I should tell my mum or my dad. And, and just before we get under the iCloud, because that's the bigger one. Yes. The other thing that I never really thought about here as well is the question of whether, and this is a big question. This could be a show: is whether the family unit, right? Whether the parents, who are by definition in charge of the family unit, are able to codify their quote-unquote moral compass in a form that this technology will react to, right? So, for example, as you touched on, just pornography as a concept, there are radically different cultural views on that in different parts of the world, right? In some parts of the world, it's illegal. In some parts of the world, it's legal. Yeah. And there's... And even just within the concept context of porn, there's regionalized, regionalized uh, porn or rest of it. It's, it's more than regionalized. You could walk down a street and find 30 different views on it. Uh, right, <laughs> it, right. It, it's not like this is different in between you and someone 5,000 miles from you. It's different between you and the people next door. Next door. And I wonder whether there is going to be, um, essentially, as part of a, a family of devices whether there is going to be a potential trend towards uh, what is the family policy regarding all of these things, right? And then codifying that so that kind of technology will react in different ways. Because I think one of the things that you and I are probably identifying here is overall this this thing in iMessage seems like a good thing to do, right? It's going to help to protect children um, and it could be helpful for families as well. But it's if you have a single policy on how this operates, then or with anything, then you've got to boil the ocean into everybody having the same view. And yes. I think with child porn, it's it's a much easier conversation, of course, because anyone who's got any kind of moral backbone understands that it's a bad thing. Right? But um, yeah, but yeah, I'm just curious about whether we'll get to that point. Anyway, let's let's go on to the iMove, the the um, the iCloud piece. Yeah. So, I mean, in a similar way. I've seen very few people who have a problem with what Apple specifically are doing here. So uh, they are, they're not looking for one photo. They're not doing machine learning on your whole library to look for things which their Python script thinks might be porn and then reporting you back to Apple. They're looking for hashes of photos which are supplied to them by, um, uh, the NCMEC. So they're not making up the list. And pretty much nobody has a problem with the idea of doing this. Because as I say, um, pretty much every cloud storage company for photos are already doing this. They are already, if they're not end-to-end -end encrypted, they are already scanning your uploaded photos for these hashes all the time. 
right? Yeah. All Apple have done at this point is push that out. And that, to be clear, Apple are only scanning photos that you've tagged to be uploaded into iCloud anyway. Um, so all they've done is they've essentially pushed that scanner out to the device, which is a very Apple-y way to think, right? That stuff happens on the device rather than in the cloud, because frankly, they're good at devices and they aren't good at the cloud. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and, and that seems, you know, kind of reasonable. Literally everyone who's complaining about this, as far as I can tell, having read about it and this, dovetails with how i feel about it is that this is a really really bad door to open one question though before we get into that yes that i i couldn't find from the bits and pieces that i read about this okay is let's say the device detects that somebody's trying to upload some child porn to icloud yeah what happens next are the police notified? Does it block it going up there? Like, I couldn't find any it, of that anywhere. It reports it to Apple. And what Apple then do is they have a team who go and look at it, as I understand it. I, I, I know. God. Oh, my God. That's, Can you imagine being on that team? Ugh. Well, uh, this is You know like, what? Just any credit where credit's due to anybody who is involved in ridding the world of child pornography, by the way, because it's got to be a difficult job. Is, oh, my God. I've, I've read a couple of... Um, uh, articles about people who work at Facebook who are on the people have flagged this photo. Should we remove it team? And it's brutal work. Oh. It's genuinely, genuinely awful, harrowing work. Um, yeah. And just the PTSD from that must be. Yeah. I mean, it, horrendous. I, I mean, a, a lot of the focus of the articles that I read was on, and we're treated terribly while this happens, right? But you get the impression that. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah. That even if, even if, um, they were treated like kings and queens, it would still be harrowing, awful, brutal, degrading work to spend all day looking at things like this. Let, oh. let, let alone that, um, you're made to work incredibly hard for very little pie um, yes but um, and as you but, and i have both discovered from becoming parents i i have no doubt that it's 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 probably difficult enough if you don't have kids but your whole worldview changes when you have kids yes so anyone who does that kind of work and they've got kids you know what they're doing god's work yeah. so, so anyway so 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 what happens is um on the device they scan as i said they're looking for 30 or more photos that match the big database of hashes um okay and then once um that number i don't know if that number 30 is baked into the thing or whether it's changeable but whatever um uh the photo um once that number is detected the photos in question are sent to human reviewers within apple so i'm quoting the eff summary here um the photos in question will be sent to human reviewers within Apple who determine the photos are in fact part of the CSAM database. So you've got a human looking at it to see whether this is uh, to verify a, it, a yeah. false positive or whatever. If confirmed by the human reviewer, those photos will be sent to NCMEC and the user's account disabled. So NCM, what are they called? The uh, National uh, uh, Center for Missing and Exploited Children? Thank you. Yes, I was, I was just looking um, for what it, what it stood for. So thank you. Yes. So they're notified. Are they a, are they a, are they like an offshoot of the police or something like that? So there will, there will be legal proceedings or? I do not know what happens once they get to find out about it. Now, NCMEC are 
describe themselves as the nation's non-profit clearinghouse and comprehensive reporting centre for all issues related to the prevention of and recovery from child victimisation. I do not understand whether they are an official government department. I mean, they they seem to have a... I, I believe they are private, but I also believe it was established by Congress. So, oh, okay. so, so I don't quite understand just how much authority they have to do things about this um yeah and because i would uh, hope i would hope that there would be some kind of legal recourse if if somebody you, has uploaded child porn so. and it's been verified by a human being yes. because it's not not false not a false positive or yes. or for example like a picture of a kid having a bath right there's got you got to account for situations well, like well, that the, the, the point here is that that wouldn't be in the hashes list right right <laughs> a lot of the problem with yeah. using machine learning on of course this stuff yeah. is it tends to uh, is and we had this in the uk ooh, 10 15 years ago um a minor more than that might be 20 years ago now a minor thing of people taking pictures of their own kids in the bath and being accused of child pornography this is all tied into um uk people and people who are in the uk like yourself mr bacon may remember um the newspaper front page scandal where pediatricians were i know uh, uh, had had their front doors painted red and were mobbed in the streets and so on because um of paedophile terror whipped up by the red top newspapers um yeah and this, yeah, and this exactly. is all related so to that. ridiculous yes yeah so um so there seem to be a bunch of safeguards in place again and again i don't think anyone has a particular problem with this specific thing that they're doing um there is the issue that people have is there's not really any point in doing this on the device. Well, you don't get anything out of it. If everyone is scanning them when they're in the cloud anyway, um, these things are not end-to-end encrypted, so they're not encrypted when they're stored in the cloud. So they could scan them in the cloud. Pushing them out to the device does a couple of things. Um, one of which is sort of neutral for people, which is that I'm sure it saves Apple money because they're not paying for the scanning hardware. Right. Yeah. Um, if, if you can, if you have a choice of running a data center or outsourcing half of your data center to the world's largest distributed computer, i.e. all the iPhones on earth, you can do that. And <laughs> right. This is exactly the same way that a lot of people write websites which use client-side JavaScript because then you're not running on your server, you're running on their browser and they pay for the yeah. electricity, right? So yep. that, yep. as far as I can tell, is pretty much neutral from a user point of view. Um, right. I, I can see why Apple would do it. People probably shouldn't be that bothered about it because we're increasing entering a world in which your phone is not only um, a 1970s supercomputer in your pocket and the center of your digital life, but also an incredibly powerful machine learning neural network device with chips deliberately yeah. designed to make this happen. But the second yeah. thing it does is it changes Apple's stance on this sort of thing a bit. Um, so, uh, in 2019, uh, at CES, which is huge, great big computer show in Las Vegas for people who don't know. Um, if you get the chance to go, it's worth poking your head in. If you get the chance to run a stand there, run a thousand miles don't, away instead yeah, of running it. a stand there because you get to spend four days doing nothing but walking around on your feet the whole time, living on pastries from Starbucks and then, yeah. drink, and then drinking in the evening. And it's the worst. And I don't And you have the same it. conversation. 
over <laughs> and over and over again during the day. <laughs> yes. Uh, I speak from bitter, bitter experience here, and so does Jono. Don't do it. Yeah. But they had, a, it. they had a huge, great big billboard, um, which said, what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. And this is very much in keeping with Apple's recent uh recent consistent with their privacy the, policy yeah right? re- I mean, their, their recent attitude about their their recent stance on privacy stuff has been very much stuff happens on your device we don't do it all in the cloud with this sort of employed unlike our competitors brackets google close brackets right <laughs> but i i can't see them putting up a great big post which says what happens on your iphone stays on your iphone unless we've decided it's illegal uh, at which point then maybe it doesn't stay on your iPhone anymore. Because literally yep. everybody's complaint on this, as far as I can tell, is it opens the door to surveillance, which is less ethically, obviously, the right thing to do. Well, the one thing I want to understand first is like the use case for this. Right? So if I understand correctly... The use case of this is that somebody on their iPhone downloads a child porn image to their iPhone, then they choose to upload it to iCloud, and then the hashes match, and therefore that process kicks off. Yes. Right? Um, I don't understand how how many people are going to be doing that. I, I don't know how... I mean, I guess the one argument here is... From what I understand, a lot of the child porn basically exists on like the dark web and all that kind of stuff... And I'm not sure if it's <laughs> obviously never looked into this, but with a regular porn site, you can go and look at the material in your browser, right? And you never download anything. But is uh, is with child porn, are people downloading it? Because who? first of all, I don't think that many people download things to their phone in the first place. And then secondly, why would they then specifically choose to upload that to to iCloud. Now they may inadvertently upload it to iCloud, which because, because frankly, they just ticked a mirror my phone to iCloud thing. Yes, right. Which frankly is a pretty good way of catching pedophiles, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. A good totally. example of this was was Gary Glitter. Like he took his computer into PC World, and they found loads of disgusting child pornography in there, and he got busted. Yes, and you um, would, and you would think because if we'd had this discussion before he did that, we would both have said, but if you've got loads of child sexual abuse material on your PC. What you don't do is take it into PC world. And yet he did. So this clearly works. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly people who aren't technically proficient to know that the, the they're basically sticking their foot in it when they do that, right? Yes. Like, I'm sure that there is uh, more technically proficient pedophiles out there who will have a setup where they'll be able to keep everything completely private and they'd never dream of putting anything on iCloud. And in which case this will not impact them. But the other thing as well is I would have thought that the more impactful implementation of this technology would be stopping people who are producing child porn with their iPhones, uploading that to well, uh, iCloud. Uh, yes, but bear in mind that that's not possible. Um, because this is scanning against the list of hashes of, of hashes, previously yeah. existing photography. You cannot, right. st- you cannot stop people from producing stuff without doing machine learning, which attempts yeah, to identify what, what porn is. And then you run into all the problems of, is this pornography? And in at least some cases, that depends on context. Uh, yeah. you, you taking yeah. pictures of your children in the bath is not pornography. 
Um, I would have thought, though, that, I mean, maybe not all child porn can be detected, but I, without getting into a horrendously graphic conversation, there's a certain physical le- yeah. level of physicality that can occur. Yeah, but detecting... And I would have de- thought de- you'd be able to detect that. No, detecting this kind of thing with machine learning is a lot... Uh, you've seen all the things that we've seen with machine learning where you can you can make it identify um, an apple as an iPod by writing the word iPod on a sticker and sticking oh, yeah, it on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but that's why you'd have the verification piece, right? Yeah. That's why you'd have... I'd like to think that there'll be so few of these cases that the National Center uh, uh, of Protecting Children or whatever, they they would see a video or a picture or something and be like, yeah, that's clearly so, fucked up. So t- okay. t- 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 two issues with that one. Um, uh, the first um, issue with that is there'll be loads <laughs> and the NCMEC don't have the staff and the resources to do this and they're not going to get voted the resources to do this. Yeah, and secondly, fair. even if they had the resources... I don't want all the photos that I take that some damn Python script thinks need looking at to be sent to some American government organization. Thank you very much. And neither do well, a lot first, of other people. <laughs> well, and that's where we get into the broader question, isn't it? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah precisely. Like, I, mean, I mean, it's it's a, it's a fair point. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, they're not going to look at everything. No. But if it's flagged, but, but if it's flagged incorrectly. Yeah, like, but, yeah but, but, th- but this is... Um, this is kind of the point. I, I don't really want to drill down too hard into the issue of machine learning misclassifying things as pornography because that's not what's happening here. And that's not yeah, what people yeah. are concerned about here. They are con- right. they are not concerned about imagery which should not have been classified and has been so by mistake. What everyone yeah. is concerned about is stuff which is being classified because people want it to be, even though the owners of the phone don't want that. So this is yeah. not about child pornography. This is about the government saying, we want you, Apple, to tell us when people have pictures with this particular organization's logo in it. I mean, so we've obviously had variations of this conversation hundreds of times on bad voltage we have potentially and maybe thousands of times since you and i've been making podcasts together (laughs) there is always going to be that risk with anything like you're 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 always going to have that risk now the question in my mind is is judging the stewards of the technology right so apple i would argue that apple have got a pretty rock solid privacy record um, I, I i have to tell you pal i don't agree with you um they have in okay. some they have in some cases so as an example you look at when apple refused to decrypt a phone for the fbi right and yes um a lot of their recent privacy stance is kind of built on that as a foundation they were able to stand up and demonstrate that they were prepared to take a stand on this they were prepared to fight for user privacy over um government in reach however then they wanted to get um do business in china so um they said well okay we're going to store the data outside china and chinese government said no you can't do that so the personal data of all apple's chinese customers are stored on servers in china which are run by a state-owned chinese firm 
and Chinese state employees f- physically manage the computers. Uh, I'm quoting from a New York Times article here. And Apple were going to encrypt it with an, with, um, uh, encryp- encryption of their choice and China refused to allow them. And the keys to unlock the encryption are stored in the same data centers in China that they're being secured on. So Apple have yep. also demonstrated that. And we can we could talk for a while about why they chose to make that decision. Um, but the point is they did choose to make that decision. And it seems relatively clear on that basis that if, for example, the Chinese government went to them and said, we want um, you to uh, use this technology to detect um, photos of... Uh, photos with the, f- with the, um, the characters for Fallon Gong in them, right? Or something along those lines. So I'm not talking about doing complicated machine learning on photos to, to attempt to detect sedition in a photo, right? Or illegal yeah, meetings yeah. or something. This is something where it's relatively easy to point to it and say, we don't want people to have pictures of this, whether that's, um, uh, uh, Christian iconography or Fallon Gong iconography or, Here's a great big database of um, gay porn or whatever, right? Apple have demonstrated that they are prepared to cede quite a lot of the security of their back end to a government in order to do business in that country. And the way you protect against this is not by saying, we'll be good stewards of this. It's by going, let's not invent this technology at all. Yeah, but that never works. It's never worked. There's no, there's, there's no reason why it shouldn't work. Well, yeah, but th- let's be honest. Like time and time again, we again we've had conversations about this technology shouldn't exist or that technology, like deep fakes, really shouldn't exist, but they do, and we've just got to accept that. The other thing I would say is, so I, I think there I, is. I, there- I, 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 I disagree with you there. Um. So, I uh, yes, I agree with you that. Wishing that a particular algorithm didn't exist is futile, right? Yeah, deep fake right. is, yeah, facial recognition shouldn't exist. It is futile because anyone could sit down and write that and you can't police that. But the idea of deploying local photo scanning to an iPhone is not something that just anyone can sit down and do. Only Apple can do it. And if Apple said... That's not possible. No one can gainsay them on it. Sure, but what they've done is, arguably, they, what they've done is they've designed a way in which this works that has got many checks and balances no, no, baked no. into it. No, no, right? so they, that, they haven't. That, sorry, rephrase. Um, none of those checks are technical. They're all policy. They're all things that Apple could just change tomorrow by just deciding to do it differently. There's nothing in there preventing them from um, scanning photos for whatever, apart from Apple going, sure, well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that. Whereas if the technology yeah. isn't there in the first place and the government show up and go, well, any particular government show up and go, we want you to implement this, Apple just go, no, we're not going to do that. But, but there are, uh, well, there's a couple of things here. First of all, at the end of the day, there's always going to be a trust component. Like, I think what Apple have done here in doing the, the, the scanning on the phone itself, as opposed to scanning literally everything in iCloud, 
and making sure that it's only sending hashes, comparing those hashes, and then having an independent third-party organization no, 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 verify no, no. They, that. They're already scanning everything in iCloud. That was already happening. Right, but my point is, in terms of this specific technology, I would argue that they've designed it in a way that is responsible, right? Now, is it going to ultimately... Could this technology be abused? Absolutely, right? And that's where the trust component comes in. At some point with anything, you have to make a judgment call on whether you trust the company who's doing it. Now, this leads to the Chinese thing, right? This, there is a whole separate question about whether people should be doing business in China, right? And it's it's an incredibly complicated conversation because much as I think we'd all agree that the Chinese government are a pretty despotic regime, the Chinese people are a good people, yeah. right? And they deserve access to services and products and stuff as much as anybody else, right? But the reality is that if you want to do business in China, you have to fit in with a certain set of Chinese governmental policies. Now, there's a question there about whether we think that's a good thing or a bad thing. Separate show. <laughs> but yes. I think it's a leap then to say that, let's say, looking using Apple as an example, if they say, okay, well, we're willing to we're willing to make these concessions to do business in China and to provide our products and services over there. Um, again, putting aside one question about those current concessions uh, and then to basically have a an open book where the Chinese government can say whatever they want and require anything like, the you know, like detecting for photos of Chinese dissidents as an example, right? Yeah. I trust that Apple wouldn't do that. I think Apple would say no. And, I, but at the end of the day, it comes down to trust. Man, and, I, and you, you see, I think this is the thing. I believe that if um, if a government, and this could be any government, had gone to Apple five years ago and said, we want you to write and put code on every iPhone that searches all their photos for this thing, Apple would have gone, well, no, we're not doing that. And you can't make us do that. Get stuck. Yeah, exactly. Right? But now all the infrastructure is in place. Literally all the government have to do is go, your list of hashes, add these hashes to it. That's it. Change nothing else. Yeah, and they, but the government can't make them do it. Strictly, no, they can't. But, they, they e can't. but, 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 but equally, the government can't make them store all their back-end data on servers that are run by the government either. And yet they seem to have managed to do so. You're talking about China? Yeah. Well, that's because if you want to do business, the Chinese government are very clear about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to do business in China, we own your data. Yeah. And they're very clear about that. So Apple would have made a judgment call about whether they were going to do that, as every company does business in China has made a judgment call on it. And they decided en masse that they were willing to do that. I bet you anything. I'm willing to bet you £100 that <laughs> nobody at Apple... Nobody is happy with this. I don't think Apple's happy that that information is stored over there. I think they basically came to the realization, and I've heard other companies who I've worked with make similar considerations when it comes to China, and they're like, the general viewpoint that I've experienced is, we feel like we owe it to the Chinese people to give them an opportunity to use this, that, and the other, right? We don't yeah. like the fact that the government makes us do this, but... And again, there's a right and wrong about whether they should be doing that in the first place. Yeah, but whole, whole, to me, whole it's a whole separate, whole separate thing. discussion. Yeah, 
the, the thing- but there's a but but oh. t- t- there's a leap. Sorry, there's a leap then to say that the, if the Chinese government said, okay, well, we want you to put your use your technology to give us a list of Chinese distance. I have a hundred percent confidence Apple and anybody else would say fuck you to that. I. Yeah, I wish I was confident. The, the thing, but why the, would they? Why would they do that? Like, why would they did give that to the Chinese government? They can't compel them to do it. The Chinese government can't, and the Chinese government could say, "Well, if you don't give us it, we're not going to allow you to do we're, business we're, in China. We'll, we'll do all the same things that we presumably threatened you with when you refused to store all your data on our servers." Right, I, I mean, think, well, I don't presume, think they necessarily presume, threatened them. Presume, I, I'm, I'm assuming, right? I mean, Apple have some integrity. I'm assuming they went, okay, we're going to start selling iPhones in China. Chinese government went, you have to store all the data for all Chinese citizens on our servers and not yours. Apple went, we're not doing that. Get stuffed. At which point, the Chinese government went, then you don't get to sell iPhones in China. At which point, Apple decided, okay, fine, we'll cave. You know, I think, that, I think that, what would have happened that, that is, I'm assuming the threat. I'm I'm assuming well the way I'm assuming is a bit more nuanced than that is that there was a conversation struck up between Apple I, I'm sure I'm sure it was a terribly diplomatic conversation but that's the basic but, essence of it but, right no but, do this well, or no selling iPhones end no, of but discussion. my point but my point is it's not all or nothing I bet you anything I've done no research on this this is when we need our tiny little friend around okay because he does all of the research but I'm sure that there was a negotiation where the Chinese government were like, we'd like all of the information, please. And Apple were like, you can have these things. And then there was a negotiation until they, in, until they found the, the right ground. Because we, the Chinese government are not stupid, we, right? We, we, Every, we, we have, yeah, we have wandered slightly away from where my research took me on this. So I don't know right. the answer to this. I don't know either. But, but my point is, is that if we are going to be in a world where just because somebody does one thing, therefore anything is possible, it's a pretty cynical world. Just because Apple have done business with the Chinese, that anything the Chinese government can ask for, Apple are probably going to do. I just don't believe that's the world that we live in. In the same way that somebody might technically break the law. They may get a, you know, a speeding ticket, right? Does that mean that they're, they're likely to do any other crime? No, of course not. Right, there's nuances. See, for from from my point of view, here's the thing. Um they're already doing this scanning in iCloud anyway. Right, Right. pushing this scanning out to people's iPhones doesn't actually provide much in the way of user benefit, does it? If they if they if they're going to do the scanning anyway, doing that scanning on people's iPhones rather than on Apple's iCloud servers saves Apple money on electricity. But there's no actual user benefit to doing it. I don't think there may be something I've missed. I don't know what they're scanning in iCloud. Again, I have done no they, research. They, they, on... No, they, they are doing this this scanning, the same thing. They're scanning photos. As, as I say, they're doing it. Facebook doing it. Microsoft doing it. Google doing it. Everybody who stores photos for you in the cloud are already scanning with this set of hashes from the NCMEC against your photos. They're already doing that. So pushing this okay. out to do it on device doesn't actually provide any user benefit. It, it saves Apple yeah. money. Um, yeah, I'm sure that the major uh, reason is it's yeah. saving them compute time, but, right? but, but this is exactly the thing. Yes, maybe you could say the idea of saying, let's not have any technology for looking at photos on devices. Let's We can't stop people from inventing that. That's ridiculous. Um, but Apple have opened the door to 
governments coming to them and saying, add this set of hashes to your thing. And they did so for, as far as we are aware, no reason other than to save themselves compute time. That, to me, does not seem like a trade-off, which is in keeping with their recent pitch that what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. And I I think that's what people have 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 reacted to that it seems um kind of unappley to do this right and this this is combined with the fact that um there was an internal apple memo that went around i don't know if you saw this 95 mac um obtained a copy of an internal apple memo which characterized people disagreeing with this as quote the screeching voices of the minority which I mean, even if that's what you think internally, if characterizing people who disagree with you, I mean, um, and you and I disagree a bit on how important this is and how big deal it is or whatever, but I suspect I certainly could see some of the point of what you're saying. And I suspect you'd say, yeah, you might choose the trade-off differently, but the people complaining about this have at least something of a point. And Apple yeah. characterizing such people as the screeching voices of the minority seems a bit off, optically. Are Apple characterizing them as that? Yeah. Apple believe that they're the screeching voices of the minority? Have they yes. stated that? Yeah. that was, uh, uh, um, So, quoting the memo. Right, but do we um, know if this memo is real, first of all? Uh, well, fine. 95 Mac uh, um, released it as... Um, uh, internal memos. Um, written by Sebastian Marino Mess, a software VP at Apple. Um, distributed late last night. I, I haven't seen anyone suggest that 95 Mac made it up. I mean, I can't right. prove they didn't. I mean, look, it, I, the, the fact that Apple internally would characterize, yeah, I can absolutely see him thinking, bunch of fucking whinges on the internet. <laughs> like, hey, but you let's see, be honest. That, that, everybody. That, yeah, but that, that's the thing. Yeah. If it's just, you know, the usual screeches about this then okay but you're getting editorials in the new york times from tenured professors writing about this and saying we think this is not a good idea maybe you should reconsider it this is not the people going i've been doxxed because you know what my real name is right <laughs> yeah but i mean look listen to me people complaining about another person's viewpoint isn't news it's not that interesting. The question to me is, is the underlying issue that you raised, which is like whether, like what's next? And I, I just think I would like going back to your point about what's on your iPhone stays on your iPhone, right? Um, I think there's a very reasonable argument to be made that that's not the case anymore. Yeah. Right. And frankly, my view is anything that is going to stop child pornography is a good thing as long as it's done in a responsible manner and i feel like what they're doing is a responsible thing a responsible responsible approach that they're taking um i would be more concerned if they were doing the machine learning given how flaky it can be to detect this stuff on the phone but this whole hashes approach that they're taking i'm not entirely convinced how impactful it's going to be but i don't have any issue with that My, the, the, where i i think you and i disagree is i just don't think it's fair to say just because somebody did something um, and created a technology that therefore they're going to be, you know, instantly malleable by governments. And I would argue that Apple, more than most, has proven that. Like when there was the San Bernardino shooter 
dude. Yeah, and refuse to unlock the phone. Yeah. I mean, and that in itself is a separate conversation about whether they should have done that, but they held true to, to it. Now, I think it'll be a separate question if we're talking about some other companies who shall be unnamed. Um, but I just don't think it's healthy for us to be in a position where just because somebody does one thing that we immediately assume that that technology is going to be used for ill. Like if this was an open source technology, it might be different. Like we had a conversation on Lug Radio years ago about, about open source software being used by terrorists. Yeah. And our viewpoint back then was, well, you know what? At the end of the day, you always make, you, you're always at risk of getting those things from happening. Uh, with open source, right? If you create an open source project, bad people may use it and you can't really stop that. At least with proprietary software, the buck stops at what app, whatever Apple wants to do, unless a government significantly compels them enough and they've got some kind of legal background in which they can do that, which I can't think of a situation in which that, that's going to happen in the short term. They, they by definition have the legal background. That's what being the government is. It is for the Chinese government. <laughs> no, but the, well, the Chinese government is a separate thing. But at the end of the day, Apple is an American company. Uh, 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 the Chinese uh, government can't make Apple do anything that they want them to do in the same way that the United States government can't make Apple do anything they want them to do, right? At the end of the day, the, the government can make companies comply to certain compliance and regulation requirements to do business in their geography right yeah. but it's not like just because you're the government you can go up to apple and say all right we're the government you need to give us all of your data in the u.s for example they can't even do that in, the, in china they said if you want to do business in china you have to give us this data they can't just force them it's not like it's not like you know it's not like unless there's a, a crime that's, that's being committed it's not like they, that's sophistry though um because if China said you have to do this, you have to you have to put data for all Chinese citizens on our servers, and Apple said no, we're not going to do that, then they wouldn't have any data on Chinese citizens to hand over. The option of having a bunch of data on Chinese citizens but not giving it to the Chinese government is not on the table. There's yes. either you don't do any business in China or you do business and give us the data. The impact is that's being able to compel them to hand it over. If you've got it, you have to hand it over. You don't have to have it, but if you've no, got no, it, no, you no. have to hand it over. No, there's a difference. There's a difference between compelling somebody to hand it over and part of the agreement in providing that data, right? So the Chinese government basically said, if you want to do business with us, then part of the deal is that you give us this, whatever the data is, this, this particular type of data, right? And, and Apple said, okay, on mass, we feel like that's probably the best balance in doing business in China and whatever their privacy ideals are going to be. And they made that decision. Again, separate question about whether that's right or wrong. Now, if Apple did business in China without that requirement to hand over the data, and then the Chinese government compelled them to hand over the data, that's a completely separate scenario. Oh man, that, that honestly, to me, that seems like a distinction without a difference. Um, it's totally, it's totally the difference because at the end of the day, you're talking about the difference between a contract and something out, essentially a legal requirement to hand over somebody else's confidential information. It's like me having a deal with a client where they say, um, okay, part of our, my agreement with my client is I will produce this work product for you and we agree on what that's going to be. And then we do that, and then afterwards they say, okay, you need to give me all of your other client data. That's completely different. If they'd have said to me, no. if you want to do business with me, you have to give me all of your client data, I would have said no. 
Like, these are two very, very different implications. But that's precisely what the Chinese government did. Apple were already doing business in China before the law came in that required companies to store Chinese users' data in China. And then the Chinese government went, now there is a law to do this. You have to do it. And Apple went, okay, then. Now, they may have gone through agonies internally about whether they should do that or not. But in the end, they did that. Well, we need to get into specific. I don't have the information on this, but we yeah. need to get into specifics of what doing business in China looked like before that, because it wouldn't surprise me if all of their servers are outside of China and that their devices were being sold by third party retailers in China. The question is whether you have a formal, uh, a formal Chinese office. So, so quoting, um, the move is in response to a strict new law in China, and this is from 2017, right? This is, um, July the 12th, 2017, also in the MIT. Um, the move is in response to a strict new law in China that requires companies to store users' data in the country. The new data center, brackets that Apple are building, close brackets, um, in Guizhou, uh, province in southwest China, is part of a $1 billion investment in the province and will be operated in partnership with a local data management company. Apple said. Yeah, so they were building a data center, and the Chinese government basically said, if you want to run this, you need to give us your data. No. um, They, uh, as far as I can tell... They said they were building a data center. No, 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 no. Um, As far as I can tell from this, they decided to build the data center because of the law. They weren't building the data center, and then the law came in. The law came in, which meant they had to build the data center. Because they were storing Chinese users' data outside of China. And and the Chinese government went, you have to store Chinese users' data inside China, which means you've got to build a data center to do it. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this is the thing. I, I just, I, I, this I, doesn't I, add up to me. This doesn't add up to me. I, like. I, yeah, I mean, and maybe we need to talk about this in more detail because, yeah, I, this is, um, I, I read bits about this, which is why I happen to have this link around. But, right. And I will make sure, I will, I will make sure I put this link into the thing. But yeah, I don't think it's as clean cut as you're imagining. But, but uh, I, I tell you what. But even, irrespective, even if it is that worst case scenario, like just, I just think that it's a it's a reach. I just think it, my concern about with this about with this discussion is that it presumes no trust. It presumes that but but it's a but what if but what if it's a hypothetical, and if we if we surrender to hypotheticals, then where do we find ourselves? I mean, no technology is possible because there's always a hypothetical case in which it can be, in which it can be abused. Yes, I agree. It's always. Hypo- yes, I agree. It's hypothetical. Um, I think, as I say, the, um, the feeling I have from reading around this and my own personal view on this kind of agrees with this is it feels, it feels like a reversal of, Apple's previous position, exactly as you said, the, um, what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone maybe isn't the case anymore. Um, which feels like a bit of a reversal, even if you could probably come up with a bunch of weasel words as to why it actually isn't a reversal. But this is like Google going, Oh yeah, we've abandoned our don't be evil slogan, but we're still not going to be evil. Of course. You're like, well, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah. know, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's clearly what is on your iPhone is now on other bits of the of the world not just your iphone <laughs> yeah it's like what happens on your iphone stays on your iphone and there's a little star and then at the bottom of the page there's another little star and it says unless and then a <laughs> list of things and at the moment that list only has one thing in it and maybe it will always only have one thing in it but before there wasn't a star <laughs> and now there is the other thing that i think is interesting very very briefly because we're um coming up to the end of the show but 
for a company as legendarily in control of the message as Apple are, this has not played out very well. Apple PR people, goodness. I mean, um, there's a um, chap here called uh, Richard Mogul, I think his name is. Um, uh, just random thing I saw on Twitter. And he says, the big discussion at my daughter's middle school today was her peers being concerned she's running the iOS beta on her iPhone. This is, this is all in iOS 15, right? So the beta is out. Um, and her peers are concerned she's running the iOS beta on her iPhone because now, quote, Apple is looking at all her photos, unquote. This is from her mate in the seventh grade. Right. right and he right. said, and he says, I was fraud. I didn't expect CSAM scaling to her Apple's rep with seventh graders, but this is the thing. That's a spectacular failure to keep things on message it, because this is like, you know, the, um, Ubuntu's about spyware people and it just began, got out there as a short, punchy, wrong thing to say and you couldn't ever, ever get rid of it. Yes. This feels quite a lot like Apple scan your photos now is now the short version. And no matter how our chapel go, actually, no, because here's our 31 page document describing how that's not always the case in accepting these technical things. Like, yeah. if, you, if, if you're explaining, I, you're losing. You've already lost here. And- I, I, I agree with you, however, <laughs> with a caveat, which is like this situation has blown up in their face. There's no, no doubt about that. But I think there are just some topic areas where even the greatest comms and pr and management that you have in the world it's just always going to blow up so one of those topics is is privacy and anything to do with privacy and 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 children some messages can't be managed yeah exactly exactly (laughs) i mean i I think that they've not done a great not they've still not done a great job with it though man i'd be really interested to hear um like pr experts views on that because i i I have to say I agree with you, but I think there's a bunch of people who don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, what is going to be. What is go- I? I, I got to say, I know we've said this before. I, I don't envy these companies and the positions that they're in. Sometimes, like I, as you know, I'm very much of an optimist, and I tend to see the good in people, and maybe a little too much at times, and. The way I look at this is, I think Apple were like, hey, we can do something to help cut down child porn. And this is what we can do. Um, And it's probably created with the very, very best of intentions. But, you know, the views of other people like the EFF and others are not without merit. Um, And it's it's the concept that that door is opening. And this will always be the case. There'll always be people who will be like, but what if? But what if? But what if? And, and and Apple can say, but we're not going to do that. But you'll never ever. I don't think you'll ever be able to bridge those two different viewpoints. That's fair. I mean, I you think uh, we we have um we have talked in the past about how when companies are putting together a project, there's often quite a lot of excitement internally and thinking about how cool it's going to be when this is, and think of all the potential this gives us. And that's all true. And I've been there, and I've been on those teams, making those decisions yeah. and being excited about what's going on. But there should be a step somewhere in that planning procedure where you go, what bad uses are there for this technology? What are people going to point out and say, this would be terrible? And people aren't doing that. And they're continually not doing it. It's not like people well, weren't we, doing this five or six or seven years ago, that. and now everyone has looked. Um, we don't know that. They may have done that right, internally. Now, you, um, you work with a whole bunch of clients. 
I work with a whole bunch of clients. We know a lot of people in the industry. Yes. Um, and without breaching any client confidentiality that you may have or anything, um, can you honestly say that you've seen a sea change in the industry where people are routinely saying, let's take a step back from being excited about the potential of this project to also say, what bad uses could it be put to? Because I haven't. Uh, I mean, the challenge oh. with that question is, in my <laughs> world, in my world, it it doesn't really map because I'm not involved yeah, no, no, in... No, 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 which, which, which is fair, but... You I, know, the I, kind I, of work that I do, it doesn't have a lot of risk. But yeah. What I, I can I, definitely I, I, say I, I, is that I, I, there are many companies who will be who will be who are constantly evaluating like could this be misused so for example you know uh, people who are building um SDKs and they've got some kind of online store uh or like a, like we had this for the ubuntu um app store in you know oh yes and there was lots of questions around can people upload child porn can people yeah 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 absolutely Secu- security stuff yeah they they and i think people have learned that you know much as the developers don't want you to, you need a security person somewhere on the planning team at the beginning in order to say, what about this? And so on. But equally, um, we're still seeing people every day releasing new social networks, new methods of communication with, without any sensible way to block people, without any sensible way to report people, without any trust and safety functions in there at all. And everyone seems to have to learn this afresh. By not putting yeah. it in. And the thing we've seen, which, um, and we talked about this on a previous show and Jeremy disagreed with me, but I still think this is the case. And he's not here to argue with me this time. The, <laughs> uh, the, the Let I, it fly. <laughs> no, 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 just very briefly. I think, I think the thing which has made some people go, but what could, what bad thing could happen with all this data we're storing about people is now someone in every product pitch meeting says, what about the GDPR? Even if everyone rolls their eyes, when someone asks it, someone always asks it. And I, I'd like to see a world in which during that project planning meeting, when the, what about the GDPR person says that and everyone rolls their eyes and then goes, okay, this is the plan and this is how we'll delete people's accounts if they ask for it. And this is how we'll store data encrypted. Now we can move on, right? The next person along also says, what do we do about people's privacy what do we do about trust and safety reporting and again everyone rolls their eyes and go look we've got the standard procedures in place for people to report and block and we've made it so brigading's not possible by doing this thing that this company does and everyone goes right fine let's move on and talk about potential and excitement again but but i yeah but i again i think that there's a difference like the gdpr is a it might be a confusing and a bulky set of requirements but it is a set of requirements yes. right it's a it's a policy yes it's a specific thing that you can point to it's a thing that you can point to and hire people to help you to understand and how you yeah, can yeah. abide by it right that is different to what conceivable things in the future could this technology be abused for oh yeah totally right i, I understand why people say the gdpr thing now i think there is something to be said about just overall responsibility in building technology that is going to have a it's going to make the world a better place than a worse place right there's no doubt about that yeah. but i'm fairly confident that using apple as an example i think that they i don't think they're unaware of this and i think that there will be a certain there'll be a certain amount of well we will make sure that we don't you know 
we don't use this technology for nefarious means um, moving forward. And a certain amount of this, again, just comes down to trust, right? I don't know what you can do beyond that. I, like, I can't foresee a situation where, like, the likelihood of, like, this technology today will immediately have an impact in helping to cut down child porn. Yep. I think I'm confident to say that'll be the case, right? The yep. likelihood of a government, let's say the Chinese government, forcing Apple to provide pictures of Chinese dissidents, the likelihood of that happening is quite low. And I think that a lot of these companies will say, okay, well, let's just weigh the benefits and the disadvantages. And 99% of the time, they'll settle on the on the benefits because by definition, they think it's beneficial because they're building it. So uh, I, the only, I, the only, I honestly have no way of judging that number. I do yeah, not I, know. I mean, I don't know. But, I don't but know either. But. What, what I do think is that before, the, the, the chance of it happening was zero because – you go, you know, if you're a government, whether it's Chinese government or another government, you go to Apple and go, okay, here's a list of images we want you to scan for. They go, well, yeah, we can't do that. Um, and then that was the end of the discussion. <laughs> and right. now that's only step one of the discussion. So the, right. the, 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 I, the, the thing I said right at the very beginning of this is what people seem to be concerned about is this is opening a door that just wasn't there before. Yeah, but you can again. You can say that about anything. You could say that about the web when it when it was invented. You could say that about mobile phones. You could yeah. say that about the fax machine. Every single technology, every single technology can be used for ill intended means. Right? Everything. I and I I'm firmly of the view that the solution to this is not don't invent the technology because the technology will be invented at some point. The key thing to me is is putting protections in place in the same way that. Like, just look at, look at like society that we live in, right? So we have, for example, here in the US, obviously, the FDA. So years ago, I don't know when the FDA was formed. I'm sure that the government was like, you know what? People could make medicine that will actually get people more sick. <laughs> Therefore, we'll put something in place. We're not going to stop people creating medicine. Um, we're going to put something in place to assure the greatest level of safety that we can. And I think there is a good question to be had about about whether there is another entity that plays a role in that for companies like Apple. So anyway, we should um God, this is a long one, isn't it? And we weren't sure again if we <laughs> if we needed more than one topic for this show. I know. We are it? proven to ramble, Mr. Langridge. Uh, yes. So yes, love to hear about what everybody thinks about this. Uh, do you think uh, this is a good thing that Apple are doing this? Do you feel like this technology could be abused? Do you think Apple could be uh, do, you th- do you think I'm giving them too much credit that they wouldn't do this? Um, you know, how else could it be used? Go to the go to the bad voltage community and let us know what you think. So, anything else before nope. we wrap up? Nope. Um, all good, I think. Um, yeah. And so- hopefully, we'll have uh, our our friend and compadre, Mr. Jeremy Garcia. Hopefully, uh, we'll have next time, all so. three of us for a all show. Three of us, yeah. <laughs> I know. For uh, sure. well, That'd be well, nice, with, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, with people um, <laughs> traveling and work and so on, yeah, it's been a bit um, over the place, but, you know, fingers crossed for next time. So, thank you very much for listening. All righty. And goodbye. Bye.